Oh, there it is. Yes. Why I hear low low sounds of Bay Waters laughing. And it is Cousin Rick calling from Needham, Massachusetts. Good morning, Cousin Rick. Good morning, R.T. Bongiorno. Hey, how are you? Oh, I am terrific. You know, it was uh, nice to have a little vacation over the holidays, but it's... uh, Good to be back in the saddle again. It is. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Now, in the meantime, do you have a ride of the week? Oh, we've got rides of the week because uh, we've been doing the ride of the week even though we've, uh, you know, had a hiatus here. Mm-hmm. And so we've got, uh, oh, uh, three vehicles to talk about. We'll do two today and then one extra next week. Okay, but the first ride of the week that we had was the Jeep Grand Wagoneer. Now, this is the Jeep of Jeeps. It's the the, uh, the mother of all Jeeps. It's the Grand Wagoneer. It's the huge vehicle. It's seat seven in luxury. It's got a three-liter twin-turbo engine. With, uh, let's see, 510 horsepower. It's an eight-speed automatic transmission there. And that combination on this vehicle gives you EPA numbers of 14 city and 19 highway. So when you're moving that much, you're not going to get that much economy, but you're getting a lot of uh, people moving power there. Okay? And ours came in global black. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's got, uh, it also mentions it's got piano black exterior accents and black interior accents. The uh, The base price is $98,090, okay? But it, uh, you know, it has a boatload of uh, towing capability and towing packages. And it's got the, uh, it's got a front console cooler. So you can... Uh, keep your uh, beverages in there and keep them cool. It's got a Macintosh entertainment system with 23 speakers because the vehicle's so big, you need 23 <laughs> speakers to uh, get that uh, rich uh, infotainment sound. Okay, now, uh, with, with the options and the destination charge, it's a $2,000 destination charge, the total ticket for this vehicle was $107,030. Now, you know, I, I'm i not a SUV big vehicle type of guy, but I got into this and pulled out and I'm driving away. And I was really impressed right off the bat by the fact the way this vehicle handled, the steering is uh, what I would say smooth. It's not mm. loose or it's not super tight, but it's very smooth. And it, it gives you a good feeling when you're, when you're driving this, that if you're not used to a big vehicle, it uh, makes it easier to uh, adapt to it. Mm. And so that is the ride of the week number one, uh-huh. the Jeep Grand Wagoneer. Okay. Okay. Well, you want, you want to... Uh, digress here? <laughs> oh, why not? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, it's over Christmas. You know, we have friends over for dinner, and we're talking about Christmas music, and Gene Autry was, uh, you know, the, the one of the stars of 
pop Christmas music with Rudolph, the Red-Nosed Reindeer, or Santa going to... How will Santa going to come for Christmas if it snows on Christmas? How is Santa going to use his sleigh? And here comes Santa Claus. And mm-hmm. So then it comes up. What was the name of Gene Autry's horse? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And so the answer is champion. Ah. I don't want to... Okay, but then it, it starts getting even worse than that. Okay, what was Roy Rogers' horse? Trigger. Yes, yes. Hopalong Cassidy's horse. Topper. Hmm. And we're, we're making all these cultural references, which anybody under the age of 60 doesn't know what we're talking <laughs> right, about. Right. Yes. But I think the ultimate one that didn't come up was, what was the Cisco Kid's horse? Ah. Okay, no, I don't you know, know that. He was the uh, Hispanic uh, cowboy. And his horse was Diablo. Ah. Okay. Well, maybe. I, I did not yes. know that. <laughs> yes, the Cisco Kid. Actually, that was a very good show. It was filmed in color when there were no color TVs, but the producers knew enough that there eventually would be color TV, That so they filmed it in color for syndication runs. Hmm. And it also had some very stirring music. And if you can dig that out someday. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, <laughs> okay. well, All back right. to the ride yes, of the week. Yes, back to the ride of the week. Okay, the, the next ride of the week is the Mazda MX-5 RF, which is better known as the MX-5 Miata. Okay, it's a two-seater sports car. We're all very familiar with that. The, uh, the version we had, the latest one, is 181 horsepower, hooked up with a six-speed manual transmission. And that gives you EPA numbers of 26 city, 34 highway, for a, a combined number of 29 miles per gallon. But with a manual transmission, it's fun to drive, and uh, you can you know, even jazz up the uh, mileage numbers higher than that if you, with a manual transmission, keeping it in high gear and just rolling along. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the Miata. It's no, noted as a fun car to drive, and it is. You know, you get small car, sports car handling, and uh, you know a whole bunch of other things. It comes with uh, obviously a sport tuned suspension, and the RF model has a retractable top, hard top roof, power retractable hard top roof. And it's got a Bose nine-speaker audio system, so you get a, a pretty good sound. And it goes for thirty-eight thousand two hundred, the base price. And the gray metallic paint costs you another oh, I can up. Oh, it's blurry here on my notes. So, but the total price with destination is thirty-nine thousand eight hundred and ten dollars. Mm. Okay, now, uh, you know, being a sports car and fun to drive, it's obviously, you know, you've got to get down into it. And some people may find that uh, inconvenient, but hey, it's a sports car. Mm -hmm. But the negatives on this car, it does take premium gas. It's specified for premium gas. And uh, what I found on this car, the... The seat, the driver's seat, the adjustments, there weren't that many adjustments. It just went front and back, and the front raised up a bit. And so even though the car is front to drive, it's very uncomfortable, at mm. least for me. 
Mm. I couldn't adjust it to sit very comfortably there. That uh, let's put it this way: I wouldn't want to take a long trip. That uh, so that that would be the negative on that. Mm. But uh, obviously, a fun car with uh, some inconvenience. So the Mazda MX-5 RF. All right. Okay. Okay, anything else automotive today? Yeah, we got a, a couple of things here. And while we, you know, while we were away, the New England Motor Press Association was active in addition to their holiday party. But we had a presentation from Alfa Romeo, and they are coming out with a small... A compact SUV, they call it a compact SUV, that's going to be called, it's coming out in the second quarter of this year, so not too far away, it's the Tonale, T-O-N-A-L-E, and it's uh, interesting enough, the, uh, the Alpha people say that it's they do all these marketing studies, and they say, oh, this is geared for the younger and female market with the alpha. It highlights the alpha heritage and driving dynamics and technology on board. Okay? What's interesting in terms of technology is that it's only going to be offered in North America as a plug-in hybrid, hmm. which is interesting. Okay, uh, in Europe, there's going to be a, a two-liter turbo engine, but here they figure uh, they jump on the plug-in bandwagon, which has some advantages in terms of uh, incentives for plug-in vehicles. Okay, and the uh, some interesting features. It's got it's kind of got a retro panel look with the gauges, the electronic gauges, the the start button, interesting enough, interestingly enough, is on the steering wheel. Okay, and the being a plug-in, it's got uh, the internal combustion engine drives the front wheels, but the electric motors drive the rear wheels. Hmm. And this, uh, the way they figure it, or they designed it, it's got a 50-50 weight balance. So we weren't able to drive it, but. It should have fairly good driving characteristics with a 50-50 weight balance. The uh, the front, uh, the internal combustion engine is uh, 385, 285 horsepower, and it's got a 30-plus mile range on all electric. Hmm. And so that is the, uh, it's built in Italy, and... Uh, so that's uh, something we look forward to driving, the Alfa Romeo Tonale. Okay, and um, and a, uh, a minute, uh, a minute of Musk page. <laughs> the Musk minute. Yeah. Well, we do have a prospective date for the launch of the Starship, mm. the first orbital flight of the Starship on top of the super heavy booster. And uh, the latest number I see, the latest date I've seen is uh, the end of the month, the 31st of January. Mm. So that, uh, you know, the Super Heavy Booster will be the biggest rocket ever flown, 17 million pounds of thrust and mm. 33 engines. Mm. So there's a lot to get working right together there. 
And uh, the Saturn V rocket that went to the moon was seven and a half million pounds of thrust. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the space launch system, which recently flew around the moon with the, uh, the Artemis mission, is a little over eight million pounds of thrust. So this is going to be quite, uh, quite spectacular, whether it, uh, you know, if the mission goes complete or, or not. It's going to so be interesting. Interesting, <laughs> uh, interesting times. Yes. <laughs> okay. But we do have one more automotive item. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well, I mentioned the New England Motor Press Association has been busy over the holidays, and several of us got together along with Wheels TV, which is a, a company that does videos for automotive dealers. And every year for the last 13 years, we pick what we call the POV of the year. That is for previously owned vehicles of the year. It's a vehicle that's, uh, we say, at least two years old, which would give good value and uh, either for a used price and and uh, be a good vehicle in the class that uh, a vehicle that it is. So we pick what we consider the previously owned vehicle of the year in several categories and one overall winner. Okay? Mm-hmm. And we'll start with the overall winner was the Chrysler Pacific minivan. It, it has... Uh, Basically, because it's a very versatile vehicle, it's a roomy vehicle, and it's got a lot of uh, interesting features. It's a good people mover. You can get up to eight people in it, and if you uh, if you get it with the seven people option, you have stow and go seating in the second row, so you can fold the seats into the floor and get a flat floor space. It's very easy to. Uh, to load it, and you don't have to take the seats out. So mm. it's very versatile. You can also use those bins where the the seats fold in to uh, store stuff when you're not storing the seats in there. And uh, my son Matt has one, and he just loves it. There's mm. also uh, you can get an option for a built-in vacuum cleaner. So if you've got a lot of uh, kids and they're detritus all over the car, you can vacuum it up uh, with a built-in vacuum. Mm. So that was the previously owned vehicle of the year. And in several categories, the previously owned electric vehicle was voted as the Chevy Bolt. Hmm. The hybrid vehicle was Toyota Prius. The SUV was the Jeep Grand Cherokee. Uh, Crossover vehicles, Subaru Forester, very popular in New England with all-wheel drive. Hmm. A sporty car, Ford Mustang, light truck, Toyota Tacoma. Small car, Honda Civic. Family car was the Pacifica and the overall winner. And the luxury car was the previously owned vehicle of the year was the Genesis G90. Hmm. So that's our uh, automotive uh, spectacular for, for this edition of Tech Talk. All right. Okay. So is that a wrap for today? Well, you want to go longer? I'll go a little longer. <laughs> okay. Uh, we can kind of like hanging on the Musk minute. Virgin Orbit attempted a launch of uh, a satellite from European airspace. The Virgin Orbit uh, has a 747 
that they configured to carry a rocket underneath that the 747 goes up to altitude, drops the rocket, and it launches to put a satellite in orbit. Hmm. And a few days ago, they attempted the first launch from European airspace, and the uh, first stage of the rocket ignited fine, and so did the second stage, but for some reason, they they don't say yet why the satellites didn't reach orbit and failed to deploy. Hmm. Now, they've uh, done this successfully from launches in the U.S. and western U.S., so they'll uh, have to see what went wrong for the first launch from European airspace. Yeah, must be must be that your European air is heavier. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's the uh, what blows over from north. Of <laughs> yeah, okay. But anything that's else? Speculation. Yeah. Anything else for today? Uh, let's see. Well, we've got a wealth of information coming from the Consumer Electronics Show that just came out recently. But without getting into that, maybe we'll talk on some of that uh, details next week. But uh, one item that uh, Sony and Toyota are teaming up to come up with a vehicle, develop a vehicle using Sony infotainment technology in a Toyota vehicle a Toyota-derived vehicle. So that uh, could be very interesting. Hmm. Although it probably is going to lead to some some humor or some jokes as to what it might be. So we'll have to see. <laughs> we'll, we'll speculate on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's a wrap for today? That's a wrap for today. Good to be back. Be All right. well, Bob. All right. Glad we could get together. Good, good to get together, get together again. And uh, yeah, we'll be uh, seeing you next week on the radio. And uh, that is uh, Rick's Tech Talk, a second, uh, a regular feature of the Utopian Dream.